You want to start from the top? I got it. I got it. Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. I'm Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. This is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. In this week's episode, we are going to tackle the topic of worship. We're going to ask what worship is. We're going to talk about why we worship. We're going to talk about how we worship. We're going to talk about appropriate clothing to wear during worship. No, that, that's not on the list. Did, um, are we going to talk about clothing? You know, that would be actually a good conversation to have. That sounds scary. It, it does, and it is scary, having been a worship pastor. It is scary. Do we have to... No, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> We're not going to model. It's a good thing it's a podcast. That's good. Should so, we put pictures up? Links to like Amazon and uh, like clothing you can these buy? These are the appropriate uh, approved clothing for leading worship on a Sunday morning. Oh, um, yeah, that, that could be fun. Uh, well, hey, we're glad you're here with us this morning. Uh, it's morning to us. It's morning. You know, I'm in, I'm in Hillsboro, Oregon. I'm sitting in uh, the sanctuary at Hope Fellowship. And sitting here with my good buddy Bobby, and we've already we've already gone got coffee. Where'd we get coffee at today? Ooh, we're gonna throw a plug out. Uh, we got coffee at Insomnia Coffee Shop. Dude, that was good coffee. Uh, what was really good, man? We had that bagel egg Ooh, ham thing, that was bacon. Yes, that was that was really good. No, it was fun. We had good conversation. I, I drove down last night from from Olympia. Uh, went through rain, went through wind, went through hell. Went through everything wait, to be here wait, with you. Did you say hail? Or I feel like it. hell. Yeah, hail you, or take hell? Your choice. Which one was I it? drove like ten miles underneath the speed limit to get here. <laughs> it took me an additional uh, twenty minutes, but that's how much I love you. Yeah, that's great, man. Love you too. All right, uh, now that bromance is over, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about our question here. Uh, we we have the topic of worship, and and worship is. Um, it's a small topic, so this shouldn't take yeah, long. Yeah, this shouldn't take long at all. But we have to compress it into 30 minutes. Um, the, the first question we have up here is, uh, what? what is worship? You want to take a stab at it? Uh, no, I don't, but I'll try. Okay. No, so this was, this was fun. Um, if you're listening, Bobby and I were wrestling around just with things that we want to talk about, things that we want to unpack, and, and worship was just right at the top of the list. And so when, when, when I start thinking about worship, one of the things I go to is, is just Genesis 1. I think of creation. I think of the fact that we are made in the image of God and, and what that means. We are made to reflect God. And, in fact, when you go into Genesis 1, and I was looking at that earlier, like it talks about how in chapter 1, I think it's verse 21, like the winged birds are made according to their kind. And then later it talks about how every living creature and everything is made according to its kind. And then when we get to verse 25, it says, uh, it says, or I think 26 or 27, where it talks about God creates us after him. Like we're made in the image of God, where all these other living creatures and these animals and the fish and the birds, they're all according to their kind. And then humanity is set apart, and we alone are made after, uh, after the image of God. And what, what I think that, that means is then that we are, in, in every way, our lives are meant to point, to reflect, to give glory to God. So I, I can't help but think of idols. 
like I, this, this this conversation is all of a sudden taking a, yeah, a, a, a like, fast turn. But I kind of thought you were going to say if, Jurassic Park. No. So. <laughs> Here comes the raptor. I'm really glad. No. <laughs> it, but, but if you think about it, okay, we're made in his image. Right. What, what do the idols of the world do? They draw us away from... Oh, no, specifically, like the physically carved idols of the world. They, of, are, they are images of the... the of creation. Of, well, of the creation and in the lowercase g, gods yeah. that they serve. Yeah. So they, they are images of their deity. Yeah. And here we are, image bearers of the only right. deity. So, I mean, they reflect forth, you know, I'm, t- I'm just thinking of idols, mm-hmm. lowercase g, and I know that like, we just totally went off. We hadn't talked about We hadn't planned for this at all. Folks, this is unscripted right here. Uh, Thanks, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually had a point where I was going, but it's gone now. <laughs> oh, no, no. We'll get back to it. Um, no, but, but you're right. And G.K. Beale, <clears throat> he wrote a book. We'll, we'll throw this on the, uh, on the resource page. Uh, something about, uh, man, what is it, worship and idolatry, the idolatry of our worship. But it's, or, or it's we become what we worship. That's what it is. We become what we yeah. worship. Yeah. And, and just a simple point that he makes that, that really, if you just know this, it's, it's, kind of the worth, it, it's kind of the price of the book. But the book is really good, too, as it unpacks it. But really, it shows how we become what we worship. And when you go through, uh, like the prophets, like Jeremiah and Isaiah, or even some of the Psalms, it talks about how the idols that, that people worship are deaf, dumb, and mute. And then it compares yeah. to the fact that the people who worship them become deaf, dumb, and mute. Yeah. And we then, who are made in the image of God, are made to reflect him. And so that all yes. that God is, his love, his wisdom, his, um, his patience, his wrath, his justice, all of that is then meant to be what we reflect and what we reveal and show in this world. Um, so we really do. We reflect yep. what we worship. And if you worship idols, you become like that deaf, dumb, and mute versus if we worship the one true triune God, we, we reflect him. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Play that out a little bit because think of the character, the nature of the God whom we worship. Yeah. I mean, he is holy. He is loving. He is kind. He is just. He is perfect. Um, he and we know, merciful. And we know because of sin that we've fallen. Yeah. Um, and so now we're, we're kind of like, we were made to perfectly reflect Christ, like a mirror. Um, but now maybe you think if you threw a rock in a mirror and it, it's still there, but it's a shattered image, we no longer perfectly reflect. Or sometimes I like to think of, you know, carnival mirrors? Like the ones oh, that make gosh. you like, <laughs> like really thin and tall or really oh, short like and mirror. stubby. <laughs> um, maybe they do need more pictures of us on, the <laughs> but but what, what's interesting? It's it's a it's a distorted image, and and because of Christ now coming, he he saves us, adopts us into his family, and he's making us more like him. That's the whole process of sanctification. And I love First John. I think it's three two where it says when he when he comes, we will see him as he is, for we will be made like him yeah. like we're in the process of of being made like god go back to that gk chesterton quote um it, i've heard a similar quote and i borrowed it stole it um uh, we become what we behold gk beale him too uh so beale we yeah. become what we behold yeah so so 
what we behold, and, I, and, and with the word behold, I would say love, because like, we behold what we love. Right. Like the, the things that we put our eyes to, you know, uh, the things that takes our attention, the things that take our time, those are the things that we love. And the sad thing is, if we really look at, if, if I know there's been times in my life where I've, if I've really looked at my priorities based yeah. off of what I've given time to, I've loved the wrong things. I've worshipped the wrong things. Uh, I've, I've become more like my Netflix shows. Which I, I think, though, I mean, isn't that, as, as Christians, we're to regularly evaluate, regularly to examine yeah. our lives so that we would repent yeah. when we love other things. I mean, when we sin, every act of sin we do is, is a form of idolatry where we are counting something else of greater worth yes. than that of our Lord and Savior. So, so that worth, like what is worship? Yeah. I mean, what is worship? Because when we're doing these other things, we are in essence showing, and I hate to use the, the, um, the word. No, I don't hate to use it. I think it's accurate. Worthship. And in, in our worship, we show what we value, what has right. worth to us. Right. Uh, and, and some of it we do with our time, some of it we do with our heart and our affection and so forth. Um, but the question, like biblically, and you're, you're showing through Genesis and through creation that we were created to yeah. reflect the image, reflect the worth, reflect the glory, the beauty of God, right? Yeah, no, and that's what really stands out. I mean, that's, that's the position that we were originally intended to have through the first Adam, uh, but because he fell God has sent a greater Adam, a second Adam, a last Adam to come that, that he, would, he would save us, that we would once again be, be made, transformed into the image of God, that we would reflect him. And that's, that's what we do now as worshipers of Christ. We worship God. And when I go back into the garden in like chapter 3, when we start thinking about what is worship, what Satan does is he seeks to draw Adam and Eve away from God, and he does that by questioning the character of God. In essence, he's he's trying to say the God you you worship, the God you know, he's not what you think he is. He's holding out on yeah. you. You actually could be more than this. Yeah. If you eat of this, you will actually be like God. So God's actually trying to hold you back and oppress you, which is what all, all forms of idolatry do. Say, you know what? If you worship this, you'll be happier. It promises something mm-hmm. that it says God cannot give you. And so it's a distorted truth. Idolatry is a distorted truth about yeah. God. And so when we come to worship, I think one thing we have to realize, it, it's a, it involves a truth about God. It involves knowledge mm-hmm. about God, mm-hmm. but not just knowledge. Uh, and we kind of were talking about this just a little bit um, at insomnia, yeah, it involves this knowledge. It involves our affections, but it involves our, it involves a faith. Like we yeah. have to to trust and assent to this mm-hmm. this knowledge. It's not just that we have facts, like two plus two is four, or, or whatever the facts are. But because even what James says, the the demons yeah. have faith. Yeah, they they know who God is. Yeah. So so how is ours different? Ours is that not only do we know, have accurate information of God, but we trust in that knowledge, and it works to move and to awaken our affections within yeah. us yeah. that we love to worship. Yes, and, and it's so interesting as, as you were, 
as you were speaking about what Satan did in the garden, he deceived Eve. Yeah. Right? And but he he deceived her through her affections. Yeah. He deceived her through her affections. I'm did, did God really say this? No, he's holding out on you. So he, he's well he, wait to, to clarify, he he questions the knowledge, which as the distorted knowledge comes in, because he's saying, Did God really say and and as he questions the character of God, that's then what moves into, and if this is who your God is, how can you have affections towards, her, towards him? Which is then why we see that what, what it talks about, like the, her eyes were lit up as she looked at the fruit. Like there was an enticing then. As the knowledge that yep. she has has made her affections dwindle because of a false knowledge, mm-hmm. now her affections are are made uh, has, alive out yeah. of out of this idolatrous fruit because yeah. of what she thinks it will give. Yeah, and I th- and I mean, where exactly sin was conceived? Yeah, where it was conceived. I, my understanding is it's conceived in the affections. Hmm. There's there was a a, a a posited a posited. Posited, like if something's posited, you know, not, not, positive. not positive, but positive. Like I'm going to posit, I'm going to posit this. We, have a dictionary we need here? a dictionary. We're Web- where's Webster's when you need one? Um, there was a, we need to use smaller words. Yeah, we do. <laughs> there was a presented truth, or should I say, Wait, lack did of we just, truth? Are we claim. using different words now? No, yes, I'm going to try to use a different All word. Right, that's good. So Satan presented an argument to her. Yes, that challenged the truth. Right. Of, of what she knew. And dang it, where was Adam? Like, Adam, get your button gear. You should have been there. You should have stepped between the snake and your woman. Um, no we'll, doubt. We'll talk more about snake. that later. But uh, there was a, a, a presented truth claim that was not the truth. But what caused her to believe that truth claim? What caused her to move from the truth to accept and believe and eat that apple it was yeah, so i see what was, you're doing it was affection it was desire well and i and i think I, th- I think you're right but what i would probably just add to that is is it's a combination of that knowledge affections and if you were to draw like a line between you know knowledge and affections was it in the middle? Was it more toward? I, I don't know, like, where we could necessarily do that. Like, what is the balance? But I think you're right. We have to see when, when idolatry comes in, anything that seeks to move us away from the worship of God, it is promising affections because it's, promise, it's based upon a false knowledge. Yeah. So those are both there. Yeah, and, and where that line is, that, that's kind of hard. Um. Well, and, and it, but here's what, what that promise, probably all promise of sin does this. It removes God from the throne and puts man on the throne of God. So it removes, it removes the creator and puts the creature in first place. You know, and, and that's really what I've come to see in that whole Genesis account is Satan's basically saying, look, you can be God. Yeah. And... As we talk about, and as we go, well, as we go through the Old Testament and the New Testament, we just look at idols. In essence, all of these idols are about us making ourselves God, about yeah. us establishing ourselves 
as God and living however it is that we desire to. Um, but to come back, maybe, maybe let's come back to worship as Christians. Um, how do we become worshipers of God? Like, let's just start yeah. there. Like, how about you take that one? How, okay. how is it that we who are fallen, sinful people um, become worshipers of God? I think you already said it. Um, okay, the, next question. The, the, <laughs> the, the G.K. Chesterton, I mean, Beale. Beale. I, who I, are I, you? said G.K. That's where, GK, I, that's where that's I went. That's true. All right. Uh, the the Beale quote, where, where you love what you behold. Yeah. So, so how do we become worshipers of God? Well, we behold God. And, and I would even say, because this, this might be, a, a, again, a topic for another time, I would even say that it is our distinguished purpose that God in creating us created us to behold him, created us to see him. And everything else that happens is a result of that. So unpack that, though. You've said it's as we behold God. How is it that we, as sinful people, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe do it in both ways. So let me let me ask it this way: How do we, as sinful people, behold God? Like what takes place? And then, yeah. as people who do believe in God, how do we grow in our worship? Those affections yes. continue to increase throughout our lives. So yep. maybe answer it in like part one, part two. Okay. Well, part one is we have to have a new nature. We have to be born again. We can't behold, see. We cannot see God. And Jesus, what does he say to the Pharisee in John chapter 3? I tell you the truth, you can't even see the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. Like the, there is something supernatural that has to take place in your heart, in, 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 in your being, in your soul. There has so to, there, there we has would to be turn life. that as, as regeneration. Regeneration. And, and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. So, like yeah. Titus, I'd written down Titus 3 earlier. When the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of yeah. the Holy Spirit. So there's that yeah. work of the Spirit uh -huh. that regenerates us. And what happens when yeah. that takes place? Well, and, and first of all, worship is impossible before then. Okay. Well, so, true God, triune, yes. God-centered worship yes. is impossible. Worship of the triune, the only true God, yeah. is impossible before your heart is regenerate. It's not possible. So, but this is what's amazing is, you know, it is possible, you know, because of Jesus, because of the gospel. Yeah. So, so I, I look at 2 Corinthians 3, right? When, and here's Paul um, lining out the, uh, the difference between uh, being under the law and being under Jesus. Like when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. And he has this one. I think we've talked about this already. He has this whole um, uh, image of how the Israelites are blinded to the glory of God. They're blinded to it. Hmm. Uh, they're blinded to Jesus being their Messiah. Uh, and until they turn to Jesus, and that's when the veil is removed, and then, and then they behold, and then they see, and then they're transformed, and then all of their life becomes worship. Right. Because worship isn't merely what we do on Sunday morning. It isn't merely our tithe and offering. It isn't merely yeah. the words that we say, the songs we sing. It, 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 it's so much more than that. So you would say then 
The way we become worshipers of God is, is through the gospel of Jesus Christ, which we know only comes to us by grace. In fact, it's yep, his by spirit that regenerates us, that awakens us, that yep. we would behold him. Yep. And then so, so let's, let's just unpack the part two then. All right, so you and I and, and possibly those who are listening, we're believers in Jesus Christ. We've been regenerated. We're being made like Jesus. We look forward to the completion of 1 John 3, 2, where yeah. we will one day see Jesus as he is. So how do you and I grow in, yeah. our, in our affections, in our worship yeah. of God? Now, how is it that we, that Romans 12, 1, be living sacrifices? Yes. How do we live that out more and more every day? Well, just to stay in Romans, right, is do not be conformed, uh, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, right? Yeah. Uh, well, how, how is our mind renewed? I mean, what, what, what is he speaking of there? I mean, it, it, first of all, uh, not first of all, uh, prior to that in, in Romans 10, he's talking about the preaching of the gospel. That's the only way that people are going to come to a knowledge, a saving faith, uh, in Jesus. Uh, but we can also go back to that 2 Corinthians passage in 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 17 and 18, and which, again, I kind of is, it's a pedal point for me. I always go there because it's just so poignant. Uh, and this comes from the Lord who is spirit. What is this? It's talking about uh, salvation, regeneration. Uh, uh, and then verse 18 says, and we all, with unveiled face, where the Israelites couldn't see the face of Moses, even Moses coming down from the mountain. Now we all with unveiled face are beholding Jesus, our Lord. And it and says we, we behold the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image yeah. from one degree of glory to another. Yep. For that comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So, so as we behold the glory of the Lord, which yep. is Jesus, yes. we we're being transformed and become more and more yeah. like him. Yeah, which, which is our worship. Which is our yeah. spiritual act of worship. I mean, it is, it is uh, sacrificing our, our lives, our own physical wants, desires, yeah. our own earthly pleasures. It's sacrificing that for a greater pleasure, for a greater worth, because we love, we look to, we're beholding Jesus and finding more pleasure. So, and so how do we, so for those listening then, all right, so we, we become worshipers of God through the grace of Jesus Christ. Um, and then we're saying that we grow yeah. and become, uh, we grow more like Christ. We become, uh, we grow in our affections for Christ as we behold the glory of God. And, and so what, what does that look like? If we were to, yeah. to boil that down, I mean, I, and you, you've already talked about how it's the preaching of the word and the word goes forth. I mean, Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing yeah. and hearing through the word of God. So if we come to faith, if, if the way we receive the gospel is through the word of God and the working of the spirit, then what I understand as Romans 10, 17 is talking about, we will also continue to grow in our worship, in yeah. our, our affections for God as we continue to grow in our knowledge of the word of God. Yeah. So that faith comes from hearing, hearing through the word of God. It's that word of God, which is a which is really just a grace given to us for the purpose of not only saving us, 
but sanctifying us, growing yeah. us to become more and more like Jesus. Well, and we need to connect the word of God to Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. It all God. points to him. It all yeah. points to him. And so when we're looking at scripture, we are seeing, what did Jesus say? All the law and the prophets point to me. We are seeing Jesus in the scripture. You, you can't love Jesus and not love the word of God. Right. That's yeah. how you see him. Right. That's like saying, I love my wife, but I've never seen her. Yeah. I, I don't know what she looks like. I don't know how she acts. But I love the idea of my wife. Yeah. It makes no sense. You know, I find that there's a lot of Christians, I think, who, I think, I think they're going to sit, and if we were to talk with them, they would say, yes, I, I want to love Jesus more. I want my life to count. I want to do that. But honestly, if we were to say, hey, where's Bible reading on that? They yeah. would say it's, it's pretty low, yeah. pretty minimal. And one of the things we were talking about earlier that I've become really aware of is, is all throughout the Word of God, we see those who have a knowledge of God mixed with the affections yeah. of God are the very ones who, who live for God. And so if we're going to, to grow in our, our worship, it must be as we grow in our knowledge of God yeah. through His Word. Yeah. In fact... Uh, as we were talking, we see all in the Old Testament. We see Ab- like like Abraham. He goes and was it Genesis twenty two, where he's going to sacrifice his son, and it says out of the fear of the Lord that he's going to do this. And and the way I've unpacked the fear of God, the fear of the Lord is it's a right knowing of God that results in a right living for God. So it's it's understanding who our God is, and and, and Abraham so understood this is who my God is. And he's made these covenants. He's made these promises. And I know they're all coming through Isaac. So even if I sacrifice him, God has to bring him back. God has to work through this in order for these promises to still come true. And so his, he had a knowledge. He had affections. They were combined, and they resulted in the very way that he lived. Paul, in his prayers to the church, he always is praying, I pray you have knowledge. Yes. It's a knowledge of God. And it's not a knowledge void of affections. Yeah. It's a knowledge mixed rich with affections yeah. that, that results in how we live for God. So this is Ephesians. That's exactly where I had my finger. Yeah. Uh, Paul says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, Ephesians 1, uh, 16, uh, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation. That's knowledge. Revelation in the knowledge of him. So knowledge Knowledge is included there. He wants us to have wisdom, God's character revealed to us, a revelation, and the knowledge. He wants us to know him. Having your eyes, having the eyes of your hearts, check that out, beholding. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Which, so that, which that's affection. That's affection. That's affection. Your heart is, is this. There's joy, is there's pleasure, yes, there's peace. That you may know what is the, what is the hope to which he has called you. Like he wants to see you. He wants you to see the hope that God has called you to. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And I, I got to finish this. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet. All things. Uh, now I got to turn the page. 
uh, and gave him as a head over you know, all things. They're to not the actually watching us. I know, but it, it, there was that the pause. narration of what's there was happening. That I like pause. that. Yeah, guys, uh, just so you know, Bobby loves to let you know everything that we do here. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, no, but that that's uh, it's an amazing passage where he's he's praying for a church to grow in their knowledge of God for the purpose of worship. Yeah, and so yeah. I think I think to kind of summarize to some extent, one thing we've said is we're created in the image of God. Because of sin, we're now distorted image, and we don't rightly image God. We don't rightly live for God. We don't have a right understanding. We don't have affections for we, God. Yeah, we don't rightly but worship Him. Only through the gospel of Jesus Christ are we renewed. Are we regenerated? Are we given His Spirit that we would that we would worship Him? And that happens through knowledge through the restoring of our affections that results in a, a right living for God. And I think a, another podcast that, that we need to do that I think would, would really work well is, is what do we do when we don't worship, when we don't feel like worshiping? Because sometimes our emotions are fickle. And so I, I think we need to set a whole time aside where we talk yeah. about our emotions and how sometimes we realize that we have knowledge but our, our emotions are not there because the Bible actually addresses that a lot. And, and it gives great wisdom for how we move forward in times when we're struggling to actually worship God. Hey, just to put the cap on, on what we were talking about in Ephesians, if you skip forward to Ephesians 4, Paul talks about the gifts given to the body, right? And, uh, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gifts. And it talks about you know, Jesus ascending and descending, giving gifts to man. But it all has a purpose. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son. I've got to turn the page again. The Son of God. Thank what you. page number is that? Uh, it's 1458. <laughs> uh, to the Son of God, to mature, check this out, to mature manhood. To the measure of the stature, the fullness of Christ. And that's huge. Okay, so, so you, you just went somewhere huge? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. But, but going back, he gave gifts yes. to, to, what is it? The, to the, the church. pastors, yep. the evangelists, yep. the shepherds. Yep. All of those are word-teaching gifts. Yes. All of those are gifts for the purpose of communicating the knowledge of God. Not yeah. void of affection, but showing how our affections are in that, yeah. what true faith looks like, which results as the truth of God yeah. is communicated, the body grows in maturity. Yeah. And I think that's where you and I would really come in and say, look, if we're going to grow as worshipers of God, if we're going to live our lives as living sacrifices, it will be as we dwell richly in the word of God, yeah. praying that God continues to transform our hearts, yep. our minds, mm -hmm. our very lives for the purpose of becoming uh, more and more like him. Uh, and so if you're listening, I, uh, we want to encourage you um, to know your word, to know yeah. the word, yeah. to pick it up. And, and sometimes, and I don't want to get into the, sometimes it feels dry because I think we need to we talk about enough, that yeah. when our affections are not there. But a key part, of worshiping God is knowing who our God is, yeah. which primarily comes through the word of God, which is God's gift of grace to us. And the Holy Spirit works through yeah. that word that we would behold Jesus all the more. Yeah. And, and I think the next part that we should probably chat about is what does it look like to worship in spirit and truth? 
know. I mean, um, you're going all John I, forums. I, I, Just so you know, Bobby's preaching through uh, the Gospel of John. What what chapter are you in right now? We're in five, so I'm past. So you did. So you're like an expert in John. No, nah, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at all. Um, so if you want to listen to Bobby's sermons, where would oh, they gosh. go? Help Fellowship. Gosh, you're killing me. Help Fellowship. Help Fellowship. Dot life. Not help fellowship. I think Not I was saying help fellowship. Was help fellowship. Hope fellowship. Dot life. Yes. Um, so you can go listen to even more about Bobby. Uh, hey, this was fun. Man, I think we could have gone. We There's so much going. more. Yeah. So what we want to do is just leave this podcast here because what we want to do in some future podcasts is unpack different elements of worship. I think it would be fun to talk about our affections, talk about what you're talking about in uh, truth and, and worship, um, and, and also talk about when we gather as a church, what does that look like? Like, Who's, who's leading worship on a Sunday morning? What is worship on a Sunday yeah. morning? Can yeah. we really limit that just to music? Or even as we've talked about, this right knowledge, this affections that results in everything that we do. Yeah. I think we could have fun unpacking that and showing how really every single thing that happens, even the pulling in, even, even getting ready to gather with the church can yeah. be an act of worship. Absolutely. Um, that's good. Uh, yeah. So you want to... You want me to... Give the final bumper and pray us out. Do the final bumper. Okay, I'll do Can the you, final do bumper. Do you remember the final I, bumper? We're going to try. We're going to try. Hey, thank you for listening to Satisfied. Wait, your voice changed. <laughs> it's like a radio voice. <laughs> that was you know, awesome. Did you like that? No, I, I, I really did. Okay, thank you for listening to Satisfied. Wait, no, you laugh now. You got to do I, it again. You're killing me. Thank you. T- I can't. Thank <laughs> you for listening to Satisfied. Hey, we're glad that uh, you're with us, and we pray that uh, this was beneficial to your heart. To your soul. Let me let me pray for us and send us real out. quick. Uh, you can visit our website, satisfiedinchrist.life. Yep. L-I-F-E. And <laughs> he always spells out life. And if you have questions, if there are things that you would like to, if we touched on something and you want us to uh, dig in more to that, uh, you can go onto our resource page or our comment page, I think it is. You can send in questions. If there is something you would love for us to talk about, we would love to unpack that and, and do that. So please uh, write us, write us, tell us what you think. Tell us how you think we could do things better on this podcast. Especially Nick. Especially me. I need lots of help. <laughs> Regularly. <laughs> All right, man, close up. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you uh, that we do get to behold you, that we see uh, your beauty, your power, your majesty, uh, the wonder of who you are in creation, but even more so, Lord, you're not a God who is distant, but you're close, you're near. Uh, You're near to uh, the brokenhearted, the hurting. Uh, Lord, you died for us, yet while we were your enemies, uh, sinners, rebellious people against you, and yet you loved us anyhow. And so we praise you and thank you for that. Would you draw our eyes to you? Would you draw our eyes to behold you and to see you, that we may know you and love you more? It's in Jesus' name we pray.